media family, Vladimir Prognevsky here, and welcome to episode number 30 of the Ukramedia podcast, where I serve our Ukramedia family with weekly interviews from highly creative people. Today's guest is Andy Needham. He's a freelance motion designer, editor, and compositor who has been working in the motion graphics industry since 2004. His clients include Google, Sony Ericsson, X Factor USA, and my favorite band, Coldplay. Andy, welcome to the show. Feel free to fill in the gaps from the intro and tell us a little about your personal life. Well, thanks for having me on the show, Vlad. I'm very pleased to be on. Um, wow. Um, yeah, I mean, you've, you've definitely covered a fair bit there. My personal life, I mean, I'm a father of one, soon to be two. And nice, congrats. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, and uh, yeah, my husband and, uh, and yeah, I mean, I guess, like you say, I've been doing this for quite a long time. And throughout that time, you you pick up a lot of experiences both good and bad and i've i've kind of changed my direction as well by not just doing motion graphics for for clients but also becoming an author for linkedin learning and well it was lynda.com it still is but you know it's soon to be i guess linkedin learning and um right. yeah I'm, I'm just uh enjoying doing that as well so it's, it's good to to actually um teach as well as work in the industry so Oh yeah, definitely. And you know, we have this free uh, private Ukramedia Facebook group of a little over 2,200 members and you've been requested by one of our most active and most talented members in the group. His name is Peter Boker. He's from Budapest, Hungary, and he's a, obviously a big fan, huge fan of your work. He, he reached out to me a few weeks ago and he said, Vlad, you need to have Andy on your show. And I checked out your work and I was like, yeah, why don't I have Andy on my show? So he's thank you to Peter for requesting you. And Andy, in case you're wondering, you have a great friend in Budapest, Hungary. So yeah, there that's you go, awesome. man. If you're ever in Budapest, look him up. Oh, and well, he, even put, to, yeah. he even put together a few questions for you that I will ask later. But for now, let's start from the very beginning. Let's start. Uh, how did you get started in motion design? Yeah, I guess I've always been interested in design and, you know, drawing, animation, I guess, those kinds of things. And I did art at school all the time. I didn't know what I wanted to do at university when I finished school. I ended up doing an art foundation course, which ended up specializing in lens-based media, as they called it. And that was just, a, you know, photography, just doing a lot of that. And on the strength of that portfolio I got into university doing multimedia production and that was a bit of everything so you you're getting a taste of design web design you know um coding filming and making kind of like a God, we did what do we do like a news program almost that kind of thing all of that was was fine but it wasn't until my final year where my friend and I we just decided to do our a, a music video and that was me directing and doing the visual effects on it as well. And, you know, then it was all packaged up and it looked like you could buy it in the shop sort of thing. So it was kind of like a whole production and more. <laughs> and um, I guess I had a lot of fun learning After Effects with that. And this was 2004, three, four, four, something like that. So, yeah, I was uh, the, the university had had this new suites. Uh, they had like three edit suites and they all had these like, souped up mac pros um probably <laughs> or they probably just g5s or whatever back then and uh yeah I, I just i don't know really enjoyed working on on those systems and we had access to everything so it was kind of um you know it's like yeah when you're given those tools and a kind of a goal to create something it kind of helps you you know to sort of get a lot out of it and you know i came out of that with a with a first and you know 
that's that's great to have that. So I didn't necessarily use my degree as such, uh, but the main thing that we got out of it or that I got out of it was that, you know, this music video that I could then use to act as my showreel almost because, you know, up until that point, the other things hadn't that we'd done hadn't really been geared towards this kind of motion graphics direction that I'd wanted to take my career in. And through a friend of a friend uh, at a party or something, it was kind of suggested that I contact, it was like, I play football with these guys who have their own production company and, you know, you should, I can do an intro for you if you like. And I said, yeah, great. And that was it. So I took my music video and showed them and they were like, so you did all this and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, it was just me and a friend. And, and so it was kind of impressive for them that, you know, we'd taken it to this point. So from that, I got the, uh, the you know, uh, my first kind of job working for this uh, this company and they were very young, new at the time. So it was great. And it was kind of, you know, quite a fun uh, job because, you know, it was very pretty chilled out stuff. You know, it was like I went, I went, we had a chat, we went and played some football and then had <laughs> some food and it was kind of like, okay, not only is that was a good kind of, you know, interview, not you know, an experience that no one would probably repeat, but it's just like, you know, you know that you can kind of hang out and work with these people. And I thought that was really, really cool as well. So from there, yeah, I mean, just building my skills. Um, yeah. And, and I guess when the time came, I went freelance, you know, proper with, with a, a couple of clients and, and then build it, built the list from there really. So yeah, I just kind of summarized it in a nutshell there at the end, but because I, I don't want to sort of drag on. <laughs> no worries. I want to sort of go back to you said you started out with making this music video. Did you have like this passion for music? Because I know one of your clients is my favorite band, Coldplay. Like, is that mm -hmm. where this uh, this passion for music came about? Like from your first project? Is that how you kind of started working with Coldplay? I'm curious to find out how that came about. Yeah, I mean, the first music video was for this Leicester-based. Um, artist called Mr. Lee and he it was funny I think we had a few people to choose from we kind of and and a couple of them just didn't pan out and because they, I guess they were bigger bands and then this guy you know he's he's mainly a soul artist but has a couple of other guys who play with him and that kind of made it easier to coordinate everything so I mean that I've always you know I love music I play bass um I play in, I've played in bands. Uh, I mean, I've always had that interest in a, and a, and a want to make music videos. And I guess um, there was, from getting to there, I mean, there's a couple of different stepping stones. A really fun job I worked on back in 2007, eight something like that was for the Fun Loving Criminals. And we did, I mean, that was one of the bands I grew up listening to. Um, mm. <laughs> and, cool. uh, yeah, it was great. It was really good fun to, you know, they, older older guys now and it was just you know fun to meet meet them and and, and work you know with them and, and produce this pretty fun music video it's all very tongue-in-cheek stuff as you know is their style so um you know different things led to led up to Coldplay really I guess it's a cheesy line or, or cliche but it's who you know and I guess um so I yeah I, I I throughout those jobs and throughout the years I, I met certain people that led me to a company called The Brewery, a small VFX company in London. And they, you know, they've done, they do great work. They do, um, you know, really good high-end VFX from, for such a, a small pool of talent. And, you know, they are, they're growing, but it's very organic growth. And they have a good relationship with Matt Whitecross, the director um, of, of these, these, you know, quite a lot of Coldplay's videos, because he's been a friend of the band for 
long time and you know matt's a really cool guy uh i mean even after we'd finished wrapping wrapped the video and all that kind of stuff i was at a music festival in in portugal where coldplay were playing and i just he's i told matt that i was going to be there and he said well let me hook you up i can see if we can at least see if we can get you some backstage passes or something and and he did you know and it's just like what a legend <laughs> you know so uh, not nice. only that you get to yeah, kind of enjoy uh, some of those things as well. So like I say, it, it does come back to who you know and forming good relationships and all that kind of stuff. So that was, you know, that is a key takeaway. You know, you've so got true. to, yeah. <laughs> so you know and who knows you, right? Now you, you mentioned that you're a freelancer now. How was the transition freelancing from a nine to five to, or from nine to five job to a, a, a freelance job? Like how, how are you handling that? It was pretty easy because I've never had a nine to five as such in, oh, in wow. working for working for studios or anything like that. So yeah, I have been effectively freelance since 2004 because the, the, that company that I was working with alongside, I was never a full employee really. It was kind of, um, you know, on a kind of permalance kind of basis. So you don't know the of pain of what it's like working in the cubicle for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I had, a, I had a, an honor to... I work inside a cubicle for several years. And let me tell you, man, for a creative person to work inside a cubicle, it's like being in prison, man. But anyway, <laughs> no, freelancing is the way to go. I love it. Now, you're now obviously teaching on uh, lynda.com. And so what was that like transitioning to being a teacher? Uh, just uh, how did that come about? Yeah, I guess I've always, even, you know, when I'm working on, um, yeah, I've been been freelancing and and working, you know, with clients and stuff. Sometimes there's there's been a case of uh, them asking. Uh, certainly, I mean, I helped some some company uh, some company start up. You know, I mean, like this was one of my second my second client. I guess they were just you know they're they're starting a company from their living room. You know, from yeah my my mate's uh, living room, and it was it's like there was questions of how do we do this and how do you know? So I'm in in effect you're you're still teaching. And just passing on your knowledge, and um, I guess uh, you know how the Linda stuff came about is just an extension of of that, really. But how it actually came about was going to NAB. I forget which year; it was probably twenty twelve, maybe before. I'm not sure, but I started with them in around twenty thirteen, and um, yeah, from from going to NAB and actually, you know, meeting people, meeting people like Josh Johnson, who. Uh, was uh, the guy who kind of recommended me to mm. to uh, Rob Garrett uh, to to kind of be you know being an, an instructor then and I you know meeting Rob as well and all that kind of thing it was just like that's so important you know you've had that sort of FaceTime with people and they kind of know you're that you can do the job and stuff so yeah I mean from there it was like just doing a, a little trial recording just to kind of see if I can teach in their style and then yeah just into creating courses and, and content and stuff. And it's a, it's a very tricky, oh, time-consuming process. <laughs> no, we, yeah. we just recently released uh, an expressions course. It's like mm -hmm. over six hours of content. And I haven't seen my twin brother cry very often, but I almost did <laughs> when he was working yeah. on that course. It's a painful process and you second guess yourself and you re-record one line over and over again. Then you start questioning yourself, like, am I doing the right things? Now, I'm curious because you've done like 18 of them, I believe. Now, how do you pick topics for such a massive global learning platform? Do you have a system you follow? There's a content manager and they will, you know, say that these are the courses that we want to do. So 
um, and they kind of know their author's strengths. So they'll, mm. you know, for me, I'm I'm doing a lot of the Cinema 4D courses these days, and so at the moment, I'm I've just recorded uh, like a one for for Cinema 4D R20, um, which is the new release that's coming out soon, and I've got two more to record for that series. So yeah, it's it's with the help of the content manager, but that's that's kind of it really. It's uh, they yes. know what they want to get done in the year and um kind of just sort of divvy the courses up with the the authors that kind of match now when, when i went when i was in high school we had a soccer coach i always shared a story on on the podcast but he told us that if you want to become a better soccer player football player uh you know you <laughs> yeah, start, right, man. You, yeah start yeah. coaching others and you will see a different perspective to the game that you didn't see before now yeah did it, did it make you teaching others did it make you a better motion designer editor compositor like would you agree with that i think it does make you better it certainly helps you sort of focus on on your process and um you know and what you're doing because when i'm creating a course i can do it in a number of ways and sometimes the easiest way is to build exactly what i want to the learner to to take away from it mm -hmm. um and then I can kind of reverse engineer that into into a series of steps or concepts or techniques. And in so doing, you're kind of like, yeah, now is there a better way of doing that? And recently on this course that I've just recorded, there was something that I wanted to do to reveal an element of the design. And I did it three or four, maybe, yeah, maybe three or four ways. And I was like, well, I could do it that way. And But is that just too much of, you know, I mean, do I, and, and also you're, you're kind of thinking, I've got to remember, you know, the target of this is someone who's like, particularly with the first course that they're, they're just, it's geared at someone who's learning cinema 40, um, for maybe for the first time. So, you know, I'm like, well, what do I expect them to know? And have I, how do I lead them up to this point? So, you know, you're mindful of, um, you don't want to, I, I hate those courses where you're saying this is the button and this is what you, you know, it's all right. robotic. And, and, and so I kind of, you know, it's all, the style is kind of natural and like, as if you're teaching a friend what to do, which is kind of always what I've been doing anyway. And yeah, so it's kind of important to at least, um, you'd be very clear in how you explain the process because, uh, you know, sometimes you can, you, you can be doing something and then you jump ahead and that can really throw somebody off and you don't even realize it. And, you know, they're just like, wait, wait, how, I'm, I'm lost. And now you've lost them. So it's important to definitely be mindful of your process and the steps that you're taking to get to that point. And um, just make sure you don't leave any kind of stone unturned, but right. also do it in a way that isn't too slow. So it's about finding the right balance in the pace of things. Yeah. Now, how long does it take you to make a course? Does it take a long time? Yes, <laughs> it takes a long time. Uh, so, you know, you can be planning for months. Recording is usually quite quick. I usually record within a couple of weeks of, of having the, you know, it's, it usually depends on the deadline as well. Right. Because, I'm, you know, I, I have a, a contract and I've signed it and, and I have to kind of get those things out, right? So there is that aspect as well. But like, it's like anything, you want to put more into it sometimes. And, and with this, uh, you know, with some of the new courses that I'm doing, I, I mean, with the Octane course, it was a tricky one because um, I was waiting on 
the a stable version of the actual software uh, and that was a you know a thing that we had to factor in as well and then i wanted to kind of make sure that every movie you know there was something on screen that looked good so i'm doing a lot of prep work you're building a lot of assets and it just depends on the nature of the course really you know for something so visual as rendering and and that you want it to look as good as it can look so yeah i mean it takes months of of prep and then like i said the recording process can be pretty quick as long as you know the circumstances around it right. are um lend itself to to that i usually script my intro and my outro just so i'm clean in and out and then i have a couple of bullet points to kind of get me through you know what i want to talk about and what i want the learner to take away and that definitely helps because you you kind of see your way through the lesson as it were and um and it means you're kind of not rambling on as i am now mm. so no no and you know as many courses as you've done you probably you should you probably do for a course how to make a course <laughs> we can probably learn a lot from from all the experience you've had over the years now this is a peter question i want to well I already asked some of the Peter questions, but there's one okay. of them. He, he wants to know when you have free time to experiment, where do you get inspiration from? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm always getting inspiration from the community. You know, there's so many talented artists in the you know motion design community. And it's like, depending on who you follow, you can't really not go on Instagram and sort of be inspired by somebody's work. So, yeah, I mean, it's generally throughout the day i will probably see something and go wow that's pretty cool and there it is in your mind you know you kind of get a uh, it's you're kind of building up a, a picture of what's inspiring you next but i mean recently i guess you know I, I i you know books and film and even just things my daughter does you know there's that's you know that's inspiration in mm -hmm. some ways you know so, so there's uh yeah no, definitely. And kids teach us a lot. My kids, <laughs> I learn a lot from my kids, man. That's definitely true. Now, are there any people you follow in the community closely? People I follow in the community. Um, Putting you on of the course spot there are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I just, I guess um, I'm a member of different Slack groups. So, you know, people in places like uh, the Brograph one is, is good. I think there's a, there's some really good topics in there and, uh, I like, uh, you know, the pro video uh, podcast one is actually quite good. But my buddy EJ, I design, he's um, a good friend, and I, you know, regularly kind of sort of chat to him, and we've got some shared interests as well. <laughs> so, awesome. yeah, um, I'm a contributor on School of Motion, and I mean, there's there's a huge community there as well. So, I kind of like to be across a lot of things. You're a busy guy. You're a busy um, guy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the it's generally people that are in the kind of cinema 4D world is that's kind of where I I'm, I hang out mostly. So, you know, if you look on C4D Live and the Maxon people that are associated with that that company, um, I kind of you know that's the kind of community that I'm hanging with. So yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Now you mentioned that you're a father. How do you balance work and personal life? That's a good question. Um, I guess I'm, I think I'm still learning how to do it. To Aren't we honest. all, man? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I know you had um, Ben Burns on the podcast and uh, I liked what he said about he involves his daughter in everything, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I took that, I, you know, I'm starting to sort of put more of that into practice because, you know, she's 
three, three and a half, very capable and uh, loves like to be involved in things. So why not just, you know, kind of jump on board with that? And um, I think I'm going to set her up with uh, a little, because she comes in and, and if I'm, if I am working at home and she comes back from nursery, then she'll be like jumping on my <laughs> lap and wanting to kind of type on the keyboard and do all this kind of stuff. And I don't want to be like, no, 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 you know, I want to kind of encourage that in some way, but in a way that, so I've got my old like power book that does still runs like Photoshop CS <laughs> or something. And I'm going to get a, get her set up on that and just like kind of, you know, so she has something to work on where, um, you know, if she feels like it, that's something that I'm kind of looking forward to doing with her. And, and, uh, and then, you know, I think I want to sort of, she wants to she's getting into things like swimming and and even football and stuff like that so i'm gonna you know encourage that as much as possible so that's kind of life um <laughs> work just kind of not i i'm a freelancer and i i'm not you know there's no way it's ever going to be nine to five um right. especially if you i mean you own you i mean you know you're a, you're a, it's you're like you're a, you're a business owner right mm -hmm. so you've got to kind of have an eye on that at most all, all the time, but just thinking about, you know, switching off at certain times and maybe trying not to work into the night as much as I do. That's one thing I might try and flip it and get up early mm -hmm. um, and then just see how much I can get done in the morning. But that's a tough thing for me. I've, I've, you know, kind of struggle for that. So I need to kind of build a better routine and uh, maybe I'll let you know how it goes uh, once I've put <laughs> well, it into practice, man. <laughs> no, I hear you. And especially with kids and you know, your night is not guaranteed. I mean, you can, you know, my kids, for example, they wake up so much during the night. Like last night, my youngest one woke up and you just, you can't really plan. I mean, you like, I wanted to get up super early this morning and get some things accomplished, mm -hmm. but once you lose two, three hours a night, man, it's just, it kind of changes, throws off your whole day. So you just kind of, I learned that you just have to be flexible. Like you said, you got to work in your family and to your work as much as possible. Like this morning we got up and I have a little drone. It's like a little cheap drone with a camera. It's not anything fancy. And so we kind of flew the drone, you know, hit a tree and it fell somewhere. But kind of together, <laughs> we're just kind of working with, the, I like technology and I like video. And he, yeah. he's running around with a little video camera and he's shooting a little vlog or something. So I try to you know, make work on projects together and hopefully they'll That's follow awesome. the same, yeah. have the same passion for the same things that I have. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's cool. And you know, it's just, that's really really awesome i'd love to i'd love to get a drone and do some stuff like that as well no yeah, it's so cool. drone is so much fun especially <laughs> with with my boys i have two boys and they love that kind of stuff now speaking of routines do what or just uh habits what are some habits that contribute to your success that you can share with us i i guess it's working work hard is kind of a thing like when i'm doing a project and i'm like in i'm you know kind of in a hundred percent and then seeing it through and kind of quite persistent in that way. So that's, I guess that's why the working, you know, late comes from where, you know, you're just like, you know, I'm going to get it done and I'm not going to settle for something that I'm not proud of. So I guess I've kind of tried to build that in as a working practice, but I'm, I mean, I, I don't know, man. Um, what kind of habits do you, do you have? Are you, uh, <laughs> man, I use, you know, actually somebody, I think it was Kyle Martinez, a previous guest. He said toggle.com, uh, for like, okay. so I use that one, uh, kind of like just, I'm trying to incorporate as much, uh, those like asana.com, just little project managing tools uh, and things okay, like I understand. that. So workflow things. Yeah. 
so those are the habits. But at the same time, you know, I, I think just uh, staying on top of my fitness is a good habit because it keeps me creative. Like you play football, I'm sure, on the weekends, right? No, I, I don't really. Um, I, I understand what you mean now. Uh, yeah, I use Toggle. Um, I'm starting to use a, an app called Notion, which is kind of cool for um, kind of storing all your things in one place. It's kind of like a big old database, essentially. But there is that. And what was interesting before, um, so I used to take my daughter to nursery and do the so the drop off and the pickup. And uh, in the mornings, there's a really awesome lake to run around. And so I would drop her off and then do a run, like maybe three to five k if I can. And then, and then because a lap is is like one k, so it was it's perfect. So I in and yeah, I mean I love kind of motorsport and things like that so like going around a track kind of felt like you know cool to me i like doing the laps and getting another lap on the board so to speak so anyway i that's kind of slowed down a bit since i've um my wife's been on uh, she's a teacher so she's been on holiday and uh school holidays and i guess now maternity leave so so yeah she's doing the pickup and the drop-offs and that's kind of like i noticed my fitness improve and i want to get back to that so yeah i'm i think that's part of work-life balance as well, man. I, you know, you want to look after your health and no, as much as yeah. your business. So yeah. it's interesting. You mentioned <laughs> that your wife is also a teacher. How much of her teaching influenced your teaching? Uh, I don't know if, I mean, you know, we teach sort of different things. She's teaching, you know, does she like, help you with courses at all? Yeah. Like crafting them together? Uh, <laughs> no, she doesn't. Um, I guess probably because she doesn't, sort of know mm. the software i'll show her the final result and say what do you think ah, there and, you go. um yeah so that i do get her feedback on what i'm gonna teach people yeah <laughs> no i'm the same way i t- <laughs> i play these podcasts to my, my wife and uh not i don't always like her feedback but i certainly appreciate it <laughs> yeah sometimes right. it's like can you be a little nice about it like oh my gosh why do you have to be so harsh <laughs> sometimes i don't want to play a podcast for her because it's just so harsh sometimes but hey sometimes you just need to hear the truth you're gonna get some yeah, you're going to get the honest feedback. It's true. Aren't you? And sometimes yeah. you don't want to just say, yeah. can you just lie to me, please? Like, I don't want to hear the honest feedback. Yeah, if she sees something <laughs> and, and the camera move is like erratic, she's like, it's a bit fast, isn't it? You know, and like, yeah, maybe, it, maybe it is. And if I can't explain it, why it's doing that? And then I'm like, okay, yeah, I have to re- you know, revisit that and just sort of dial it in a bit better. So, no, it's true. Yeah. If once my wife approves it, it's cool with her. I'm like, okay, well then, then I'm, that's the ultimate test. Now I can ship it to the world. Okay. Now I want to circle back to your uh, journey a little more. I want to ask you this question. I ask this question probably most of my guests and I'm curious to hear what your answer will be. Tell us the story of your worst moment as a creative. Mm. Take your time, man. Don't hold back. Dark, dark times. Dark time. No, um, <laughs> I, I mean, no one ever likes doing a job and not being paid for it. Ooh, yeah. And, you know, that's happened to me in the past and uh, it hurts. And especially, you know, when you think you've built up a good working relationship with somebody, you know, that you've sort of, they've sat with you and you've turned in the job and then the invoice just goes unpaid, mm. unpaid, unpaid, never going to be paid. And so, yeah, it's it's like being robbed and, you know, you are you've essentially given something and it's been stolen. So that's a real sad experience and it's something that can happen. Um, I kind of 
was wary of of who I worked with a lot, you know, like I guess since that. And um, you know, it's a learning point. It can happen. Do you have any systems in place to prevent that from happening? I mean, I certainly have some terms on my invoice. I'm starting to sort of implementing contracts, uh, a contract rather. And um, that will be something, you know, the good thing about my clients, a lot of them are repeat and, you know, you've built a a relationship with that you trust them and they, you know, they trust you. And I mean, that's generally because I do a lot of my work is pretty much remote work. So, you know, there is that, that level of trust there. Um, I hadn't sort of felt the need to enforce it on current clients. And if I were to work with clients abroad, then I'd probably definitely, well, I definitely would want to get something in place and say, I need a, a fee upfront. I need part of the fee being paid upfront to, to kind of just show that they're legitimate right. and that they're, you know, they're on board to, to do this job with me because they're invested then. You know, if you, if you, if you're doing all the work, you know, you, you're giving them a line of credit as well mm-hmm. and you don't even know them and they're just, uh, exploiting that, then, you know, it's a very harsh, uh, lesson to learn. Do you ever think you'll transition to teaching full-time? And give up client yeah. work? Do you ever think that will ever happen? In the um, or do you want that to happen? <laughs> it could, uh, it, it, it could happen in the future, but I don't know if I'd want it to happen. I'd like to Current. stay involved in the industry yeah and just yeah like yes like you say be current because that would mean the topics that you're teaching can be relevant to people you know i want to i want to make sure that what i'm actually teaching somebody is something that they can use in their in their job what do you enjoy more of teaching or freelance work that's an interesting one um i'm doing some jobs at the moment and um i'm enjoying it because i'm enjoying the relationship with the client I get good feedback. The project is interesting. It's for a, a computer game. I can't say too much more about oh, it. Man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's um, it's a it's a football game. Oh, as well. nice! Um, yeah. Now I'm curious. Um, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> FIFA um, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's not FIFA. No. All right, well, it's not FIFA. Um, yeah, don't know. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's great to work with a client that knows what they want and um, gives you good direction and trusts you to get the the work done. And and it's a good variety of work as well. So as long as those jobs are there, I'd always enjoy doing them. No, I definitely see where you're coming from. You definitely want to stay current in the industry. Now, since we talked about your darkest moment just a moment ago, let's talk about your best <laughs> project that you worked on to date. I'd love to hear what that would be. And there's so many great projects that you worked on already. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, best project can be for a variety of reasons. It depends on how much control you have on it. And the best project could be um, a number of another number of factors, like you got the best sort of payment from it or whatever you know it set you up for a year or something like that i mean i've done commercials where they've been fantastic uh in terms of the money but um maybe not something that i would say is the most creatively fulfilling project i think something that i really enjoyed doing was my projection mapping for the sacramento kings um i saw that one that that was was a while ago now oh cheers yeah that was a while ago It was a while ago, but it was something that tested me. Uh, and it was a minute of, you know, 3D and the deadline was the deadline. You had to get it out. We had some uh, 
they had to re-render everything at the end at the you know eleventh hour because they'd realised that they had um, the, the logo that we had in our plans. I think they'd repainted the court Ooh. so it wouldn't line up. So we had to then put the new logo on everything and um, yeah, re-render and. Uh, that was a good project because I learned a lot. I'm doing projection mapping. You know, the result was cool. And, you know, you're solving technical issues as well. I mean, I built a mini render farm to get the job done. You know, I was using Cinema 4D and Team Render to get that out the door. And working with a client in, in America was another experience as well, but they were a great client to work with. So, yeah, I liked, I really liked that, that experience. That was a great job, great client experience. And, it was actually ticked all the boxes as well because, um, yeah, I mean, you know, you get paid for the job. So it's it's a month of work. So I can't complain about that. And it was beautiful work too. And I'll make sure to include it in the show notes for everybody to see, but it was awesome. I remember thinking like, man, how did you pull that off? That was so sweet. I mean, it was the most unconventional thing I've seen. It's just so cool. Like it's something you would see in Olympics and how they pull off on. Uh, Anyway, it was super sweet. I'll include it in the show notes, make sure people check it out now. But in closing, I want to ask you, uh, What's something that you're uh, very excited about today or something that you're working on for the future? I guess professionally, I'm really excited about getting my Cinema 4D R20 courses out and, and um, you know, then moving on to the next challenge. And personally, I'm just excited about meeting my new baby. There so that will be Aww. something that's coming in the future. But, you know, that's what it's all about, really. Man, so. that, that is what <laughs> it's really all about. And this morning I had my little one, two and a half year old, just popped in this morning. Man, that made my day. It's all about those little ones, man. When <laughs> those little legs run at you when you when you get home from grocery store, in my case, because yeah. I don't work a full-time <laughs> job anymore. But dude, it's like, it brings so much joy. But anyway, that's a totally different conversation. <laughs> now, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, yeah, great. Um, I post um, fairly regularly on Instagram. So um, yeah, I'm called Andy is my handle all over the internet. I-M-C-A-L-L-E-A-E-D-A-N-D-Y. But I'm sure it'll be in the links. So mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, yeah, Twitter is another thing. I'm pretty, you know, it's, it's a good way to respond. Uh, I can, you know, with direct messages and all that kind of stuff, you can have a conversation there. But of course, LinkedIn is a place where you can get in touch and um, connect and to see what I'm doing and up to is my website and then also my pages on LinkedIn Learning and Lynda.com. So, All right. Well, Andy, man, thank yeah. you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Thanks so much, Vlad. It's been, been great talking to you. Really appreciate you having me on the show. All right. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Andy Needham. Make sure to check out I'm called Andy.com. All the links and resources mentioned in this episode are also available on our website at uchromedia.com slash 30. And while you're there, check out our course on After Effects Expressions, over six hours of content. Definitely check it out. Don't forget to join our online mentoring group on Facebook. Simply go to uchromedia.com slash community. We have well over 2,000 people in this group. It is a great online resource for those of you trying to grow, and it's absolutely free. Thank you so much for joining me on the journey of this podcast. I appreciate you, and I look forward to serving you in the next episode of the Media Podcast. Bye-bye.